Well, welcome back to the windiest segment in all of sports television. As we head into week four, some quarterbacks have scaled, some have failed. It's not power rankings. It's just an active snapshot of how the league's quarterbacks are playing right now. <laughs> Look up. Past base camp, past Donna Kelsey and Taylor Swift, past the cloud cover, and you will see the illustrious peak of what is known around the sports media world as Mahomes Mountain. It is Mahomes Mountain. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, Kevin Wilds, despite your snow-packed ears. Slippery mountains, as we have said. There are 28 spots on the mountain. Two this week are vacant. Oh, wow. We'll show you who is not on the mountain. We have multiple reasons. Of course, Zach Wilson is afraid of mountains. McCorkle Jones suspended from the mountain. We don't we don't abide those hijinks. Bryce Young and Justin Fields still off the mountain, while Desmond Ritter and Ryan Tannehill, slippery weekends, they fell off wow. the mountain. Here are the level seven guys, only six of them this week. We can reveal, I believe, right now, Kenny Pickett back on the mountain. Shout out to Pickett. You know what? Didn't play San Francisco and Cleveland, two of the best events in football, all of a sudden looked pretty good. Sam Howell, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Daniel Jones combined for eight interceptions and 15 sacks. They're very fort. If base camp wasn't so populated right now, they all might have fallen off the mountain themselves. Anthony Richardson out, and Russ didn't play poorly, but he did lose by 50, so it felt kind of poor to move him up the mountain. Sixth row, these are all top 20 quarterbacks. You know what that means to me? We need more good quarterbacks, America. The mountain can be slippery. Baker must drop. We anticipate he will rise again, but he must drop. Jordan Love had a great fourth quarter, but really non-existent quarters one through three, so he maintains. Josh Dobbs quickly climbing the mountain. Wow. From off, he was not on the mountain, then he got to level seven, now at level six. And Deshaun back on the mountain. Derek Carr stays where he is, and we will monitor the injury he suffered climbing. Fifth row. Oh, my goodness. C.J. Stroud. From off the mountain to level seven, to level six, now to level five, as he has the third most passing yards for any quarterback ever through his first three starts. No interceptions and has gotten better each and every week. Joe Burrow, you know, is valiantly trying to continue to climb, even though he has an injury where he should probably take some weeks off. He has slipped quite a bit. Stafford, Cousins, and Purdy stay where they are. Cousins has amazing stats, but keeps throwing these critical interceptions in the red zone. And Purdy, I'm sure we'll discuss later. Uh, Fourth row. It's been a slippery few weeks for the Prince, Mm. which is quite odd because he grew up climbing the North York Moors, but (laughs) he somehow has slipped (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) Jalen Hurts stays where he is, as does Jared Goff. And Geno Smith, who brew has written hundreds of letters to, and Gino, you know what he ain't do? Write back as you mocked him and said he was turning back into a pumpkin. For the second straight year, he looks like a top 10 quarterback in the league. Now to the top six. Dak must fall and is barely hanging on to that row three spot. Justin Herbert must climb. 40 of 47, 405 yards, three touchdowns, a brilliant game by Justin Herbert. That They almost blew at the end, but they were able to hold on to. And Lamar, also a tenuous footing among his row, mm. but... At two and one, and the way he played in week two, he stays where he is, particularly because nobody beneath him has played well enough. And now to the second row. We'll start with Josh Allen, his pinnacle thus far on the mountain. 
Uh, this past week, he was not great, but the, the team did not need him to be, so we will not hold it against him. The last two weeks, he's thrown for 500 yards, has a 107 rating, four touchdowns, one pick, and Tua Tonga-Vailoa just played a perfect football game, which makes me question the quarterback rating metric, which I like so much, because he did not have a perfect rating. My guy threw for 23 of 26 for 300 yards and four touchdowns. And they're like, ah, he could have been a little bit better. I'm going to say he couldn't have been. He was excellent. <laughs> and then, of course, atop the mountain, a man who actually might have played better than Tua this weekend, Patrick Mahomes, up 34-0 at halftime, despite the refs clearly being out to get his right tackle because Chris Collinsworth made a big deal okay. of it two weeks ago. I mean. <laughs> uh, and with the added pressure of having hundreds of millions of 15-year-old girls around the country watching to see what Taylor Swift was going to do. Mahomes found Taylor's friend, Travis Kelsey, in the end zone. He stays atop the mountain as Caleb continues to climb. Coach, it's a great mountain. Be honest, it's Coach. A mountain. It's not. It's not. Look, I, I went back through and I watched all the previous Mahomes mountains. Oh, I checked the bylaws. You. I heard what you said last week when this was talked about, but this is a mountain that ebbs and flows. You climb up, yeah. you go down yes. based on a weekly performance. Is that true? Yeah. It's not a historical performance. Is that true? Yes. It doesn't matter what they've done and how many Super Bowls they've run. Is mm. that true? To a degree, yes. Yes. So mm. Tua should be on top of the mountain. Mm. It should be called Tua's Tower. Tua's Tower. It should be renamed like it. because he had, and the quarterback rating could be flawed, but he had a quarterback rating that was higher than Patrick yes, Mahomes has ever had Ooh. at any point in his career. Wow. And I went and checked the game logs yeah. from every wow. single season. Probably at Rams. He scored it. more points. He <laughs> scored the most points that any team has scored or, or, or yeah. anchored that in 56 or 57 years. Yeah. Kansas City played Chicago, okay? Mahomes is off the top of the mountain. Okay. Tua wow. is right. on I mean, it's the a top fair of the mountain. Great and, argument. And, and, I know, and, argument. and I understand that, to, that this may be a marketing thing because Mahomes is very good at that. He's got 20 endorsements. <laughs> Next, <laughs> the only second to Travis Kelsey. So maybe this <laughs> is an endorsement thing. Marketable. But okay. Tua needs to go okay. on fair That's a strong argument. Okay, here is the reason that you are wrong. And in all your research of quarterback rating and historical accomplishments, I'm shocked you missed the initial opening paragraph of the, why we created Mahomes Mountain. Everyone acknowledges, it is universally accepted, who the best quarterback alive is. There is real debate about everything after that. The idea behind the mountain is to see who is holding the title of second best quarterback alive, and there is real debate about it. There is no Why debate about who is... Why don't we put Tom Brady on the, on uh, the he mountain? Retired. He was... Uh, well, he retired. Well, we have a player uh, that's active, not in active. the NFL who? on the mountain. <laughs> Caleb? Oh. Yeah. But he's still playing football. Oh, Tom Brady's giving speeches. We did kick Tom around the idea. But that, for the right, that is correct. Wilds did want to do that, and we thought about doing it. We didn't do it. Again, I, America, I'm going to be very honest with you. And if you're asking what's going to have to happen for Patrick Mahomes to not be atop Mahomes Mountain, yeah. I don't know. What's going to have to happen for someone else to be sitting in the chair at the Lincoln Monument? I'm not sure. Probably nothing. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, guys. So, I, so, Coach, you make a compelling argument. Tua has reached his zenith. Yeah. Not valid. <laughs> Coach, that was impressive. I, I got to give it to you. Um, but, Dak, really? 
Uh, he's in the fifth spot. Well, again, it's not left to right. Hey, okay, he's even if he's in the six, he's in the top he's a six. Tier three guy. Before the season, just based on his history, his career, we wouldn't have said he was a top six QB. And certainly, what he's done this year doesn't warrant being a top six QB. He's fifteenth in the league in passer rating. He's twenty fourth in yards per attempt. He's nineteenth in yards per game. He's got three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's been in the red zone more than all but three, a third most in the league, yet he's 27th in the league in passer rating in the red zone. And right now we're looking at, okay, now the Dak and the Cowboys offense has to score more because the defense might not be quite what we thought it was, especially without Trayvon Diggs. Okay. And he came up woefully short last so, week. He's got to move sure. down. You're going to ask me who? I mean, you're right. The Prince obviously hasn't been playing so who well. who should I, I elevate? Put Golf up there. I put mean, if, Golf if, up if there? If it's fluent, Golf's been playing better than Dak. Dak There's was, no question about on. that. Th- hold on. Wait a second. Golf, Golf and, has been playing better than Dak. Golf and Dak I'm not this saying week were almost identical. So your argument is that Jared Golf should be a top My six My argument is Dak should definitely but not you gotta be you got to replace him with somebody. Golf did. Okay. All right. Then I, I strongly disagree. And I think golf is very comfortable where he's at. The person who has the best argument, and you know it, is Gino. Put Gino but you there. have been it writing just can't him be off Dak. for too long. It can be Dak. Dak should down. He, he doesn't have to move down too far. The reason that I think holding Dak's season-long statistics against him is a little unfair is because the first two games were such blowouts, he was not asked to do anything. But the one so, game he was and, asked to do The game where he didn't play he well. He played poorly. Right. But we're not going to all of a sudden plummet him to the bottom poorly. of the mountain. I'm not like, saying the bottom. I'm just saying he shouldn't be top six. Okay. Wow. You know him, right? Right. I know you're exactly right, Thank my you, friend. Thank you, man. Thank you. So. No, Air? just let's do pounds. So Dak is not moving. I mean, he could, he could I mean, move. He could move a little bit. Yeah, but you move But down. the basic nut of the Dak stays where he is argument is because in blowouts, he doesn't have to do too much, so you shouldn't Perfect. have to penalize him. He shouldn't have to throw for 300 yards, correct? Yeah, sure. Because if the team is kind of supporting him, you kind of just fit in the system. As long as you get the dub, that's all that matters, right? It's kind of Herm Edwardsy. Right, Not play quite, to win the game. Ahead. But you get I understand it. what you're you trying to do. You get what I'm leaning towards. Go ahead. What does Brock Purdy need to do? Just, More. just tell what because he hasn't lost. Unless he's yeah. headed to the hospital, he's I headed to the winner's circle. He all he is doing is winning That's every right. game. Now Dak's like, well, you know, you're smashing the Giants. You don't need to throw for 300 yards when he can hand it off to Christian McCaffrey. You throw yeah. these little dumps and throw a nice. Uh, completion of Ayuk there in the end zone. What do you want him to do? The guy just keeps winning, I, and you keep penalizing. But I've been penalized because you want him. I to have like, him in the top if he half. Was, uh, you know, I'm being. He was on the Spurs when no. they win any games. Like I don't know, dude. <laughs> Maybe he would be able to pass the ball to Wimbenyama. I don't know. You want to be in a fantasy world? Where would you world? like him? I want to know because this is the thing. I would then, like him. Tell me. Tell me where. Where you want him? Because according to the, your logic, he should be a, a, next to Tua. He's never lost. His numbers are good. So you are also doing the eye test. I'll meet you, I'll meet you, I'll meet you in, a, in the middle. Have maybe a Brock Purdy cutout. Have him over there in no, the Caleb area. No, where you're like, you know what? You don't Something want to do weird's it. going on this with is, this guy. He's never this lost. This is what's amazing, Coach. He's never lost. Because you agree with me on Purdy. This is what's amazing about this side of the table. They like to paint me as some Brock Purdy hater. It yet, doesn't take Brew, yet exactly Brew right. himself yesterday said 
he's right around 15th, which is where he is on the mountain. So we agree. And Wilds right there would not say a single person that was above him that he should switch with because deep down he agrees. They are just doing he's the captain easy stance the take of yes, the guy's of never lost, he therefore he's, he's good. He's been playing better than the Prince. The Prince Is he better six, than the Prince? I don't know, but yeah, he's been playing no. better. Isn't the mountain based off weekly? So based on yeah, I mean, right. Like, there's a spot well, for my two is tall. Okay, if you just okay, want. Okay, thank you. Let me just you. got a spot for If you just <laughs> want the list of passer rating, one through 32, you know who prints that every day? Who? USA Today. Oh, they day? do. Every day. <laughs> well, every week, pardon okay. me. A weekly, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> one through 32. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Well, it's Wednesday at 4 o'clock, so it's time for the best segment in all of sports television. Let me get you caught up to speed. Last night in a dank apartment, above a defunct apothecary that now sells small batch wow. bourbon and mittens from the Catskills. <laughs> a group of football luminaries debated, toiled, and burned that midnight oil to concoct the best and most definitive segment in all of sports television. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you, Kevin You did a great job, great. which is why I'm so sad to deliver this news. Before we reveal the tears, because of these great introductions, yeah. you, Kevin Wilds, are a minor celebrity amongst the committee. And as you know, we had an opening from a few weeks ago. And just last night, as we were debating whether or not to formally invite you to the committee, you sent out the tweet heard around the world oh. where you quote tweeted Fox Sports's I thought it was power rankings synergy. as a way <laughs> to discuss the, who the Patriots had and hadn't beaten. Not if you had just waited one more day and could have quote tweeted the tears. Uh, yeah, sorry. Well, so I invitation not sent and would have been rescinded. I just, now to the tears. Bottom of the tears. Oh. Waiting on next year. Unfortunately, the Panthers, they don't even have their pick next year, but they're waiting on next year already in the development of Bryce Young. These other three teams all thought they could be in the playoffs. Instead, they are all watching Caleb Williams tape. Next, tough to watch. 
just for various reasons. <laughs> for the Vikings, it's like, how are they going to somehow have 500 yards of offense and lose? For the <laughs> Titans, it's because I really think Vrabel just watches a different game from 1977 each week. It's like, that's the game plan you want this week. <laughs> it's very hard to win that way. The Raiders, it's Josh McDaniels being down eight and being like three field goals away, boys. For the Giants, we know why. And for the Patriots, of course, we know why. Tough to watch. And, you know, wear your cups, gentlemen. Next, <laughs> sneaky frisky. Oh, I enjoy watching all these teams. Yeah. Josh Dobbs, well-traveled neuroscientist, also good quarterback. C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's kicking butt. And Puka Nakua put Puka on the field in the second half. Rams, you could have won that game. Good record average team. All these teams are 2-1. and one. Eh, they're all, none of them are what I would call good teams. They all have things to build on. For the Colts, they need to get Anthony Richardson back. The Saints have not allowed 20 points. In 12 consecutive games, they just don't have an offense. The Falcons spent all their spent three top ten picks on skill position guys. Forgot they need a quarterback. <laughs> the Bucks have some offensive line issues, and the Washington Commanders quarterback has been sacked 19 times. I don't think that's sustainable. Bad record, good team. Bengals, Chargers, Jags, Steelers. All of these teams have reasons to believe if they shore up one specific thing. They could make some noise late. For the Bengals, it is, of course, the injury. The injury to their quarterback. For the Chargers, it is, of course, some of the coaching decisions. For the Jags, it's the defense and it's the Steelers. It's their passing game. But I believe all of these one and two teams are good teams. Larry David, pretty, pretty, pretty good teams right here. I like them all. I like the Seahawks offense. I like the Browns defense. The Ravens, Packers, Lions, I like their whole teams. I don't think any of them will win a championship, but they're all pretty good. Championship caliber, good everywhere. Could You could make a strong Super Bowl case for both of these teams. It is hard to find a definitive weakness for any of these teams. And if you were to say, I believe this team's going to win the Super Bowl, with Buffalo, I'd give you a sports almanac and be like, literally impossible. But you could make a pretty good case for it. Uh, great teams, questions at quarterback. I mean... What? I hope well, that's about Dak. The, well, some people have questions about Dak Prescott. Turning the ball over, is he just, as Brew would say, a glorified game manager? Some people, I would argue smarter, more handsome people, have questions about Brock Purdy. About <laughs> no, is, I don't. Oh, that's well done. <laughs> uh, and whether or not, as Brew loves to say, he is at some point going to turn into a pumpkin. However, they are definitively excellent teams with all pros all over the field. The 98 Vikings or the 99 Rams? Mm. That is the question for the 23 Vikings mm. or the Dolphins. The 98 Vikings had superstars on offense, were one of the most exciting, fun, high-scoring teams ever. Didn't quite get over the hump, and we thought, well, they're going to be back. And they never got as close as they did that year. The 99 Rams then that year had an even higher scoring, more fun offense, and won the whole damn thing. Mm. So that is the question for these Miami Dolphins. And then last but not least, the 07 Patriots in reverse. Oh. How about instead of going undefeated until the last game, going undefeated after the last after the first game? That's way more fun. Great defense, great offense, great coach, best quarterback we've ever seen. That is this week's tears, Coach Mangini. It is really well done. It's really entertaining. Thank Wilds, I, I don't think you ever had a shot to be on the committee. Okay. They're just going to find someone else from Kansas City to be on. Well, Some other City Kansas fan. City homer. This should just be the Kansas City pyramid. Only other person. But I do. Right. I, look, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about it, and and your descriptions are fantastic. 
But I think you got to move Buffalo up at least two spots to be where mm. the Dolphins are mm. because they're, they're Buffalo's Buffalo's wow. balance trumps Miami's offense. Oh, wow. And and when you look at Buffalo, they're number one in the league right now in takeaways. Okay. They're number two in points. They're number two in sacks defensively. They're number three in time of possession. They're the fifth least penalized team in the NFL. They just beat up on the undefeated commanders. Yeah. Where What did Miami do? They beat up on the winless Denver Broncos. Fair. So when you look at it collectively, as, as good as Miami's offense has been, Buffalo's still two in points. Yeah. Buffalo's still seventh in yards. Yeah. Yeah. But when you look at the other side of the, of the ledger, which I know Nick doesn't like to do and the committee doesn't like to do, there's such strong argument for how good Buffalo's been defensively, and we're going to see that come into play this week. Okay, so first of all, the committee greatly values defense, particularly this year when the Chiefs have a great one, so I disagree with you. But that's first of all. Second of all, I am not doubting that Buffalo has a good defense. As you, The numbers say they have a great defense. I do wonder how much of that is currently a symptom of Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Howell, and so for I'm not, the, I, and I think that is a fair question mm-hmm. to have: is that is Buffalo's defense going to be closer to 12th than second over the course of the year? And you, but you, and you make a strong point. With that said, I would say the committee at least had the foresight to not put the Dolphins number one as they are on every, literally every power ranking, yeah. like the one Wilds tweeted out yesterday. But remember, our friends at Fox. Well, so, look, you said it's tiers, and yeah. several of the tiers have four or five teams. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. really could argue Kansas City, Miami, San Francisco, Philly, and and uh, Buffalo all on one tier. That's literally the but, most boring idea. No, I've but ever. you could you could argue. <laughs> but notice the one team I did not say. Of that group, yeah. Dallas. Oh. Philadelphia and Dallas, at the very least, have to switch places. Why? Philadelphia is undefeated uh, after playing. I know not. it's not, but hold up. They're undefeated against two playoff teams out of the three that they've played. Dallas has played one playoff team from last year and is not undefeated. True. Philadelphia has no clunkers. Dallas obviously just had a clunker. I think Philadelphia is more physical. They are dominating games at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. All right, their run defense is stout. You're not running against them. Dallas, their run defense is suspect. Quarterback, if you want to say right now, they've been kind of similar. But better receivers in Philadelphia. That's definitely true. So, no, neither team's been very good in the red zone, but at least Philadelphia's been better than Dallas. So, I think Philadelphia should definitely I, be ahead of I, the Cowboys. I understand the argument, and I certainly agree with you on the point of the receivers. And right now, Philadelphia does look like the more, on offense, physically imposing team. I wonder how much of that is because the game we just saw with Dallas, they were without three-fifths of their offensive line. If Philly was in a game without Lane Johnson Jason Kelsey, they probably don't look quite as imposing. And I understand that, you know, health is a skill to a degree. I also, I'll be totally honest, you know what it sounded a lot like in the very beginning there? It sounded like the standings. Standings. One team's undefeated, the other team's not. One team's 3-0. I thought that was just one part of your argument. It sounded like very You know, typically... We so leave with no, the strongest no parts of our argument, and yeah. it was the standings. Again, I could have got a USA Today, though. Yeah, it's, it's right next USA to today. the free orange juice. <laughs> and Unbelievable. In, guys. <laughs> it up. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to move the 49ers up, and I know it's not the standings, but the 49ers have reached 
What's go this is how mad I get watching the 49ers because I actually watch everything through Patriots colored lenses. I'm like, what's up with their salary cap? And I watch, <laughs> I, how can they have so many good players? And it's because obviously Brock Purdy's making as much as your local orthodontist, actually less probably. But I'm moving the 49ers up at least to be even with the Chiefs. I know it's not the standings. 49ers in the regular season, they had the one playoff loss where Brock Pur Purdy had to go to the, you know, hospital afterwards. But since losing to the Chiefs, and that's a good losing argument. Losing to who? I wouldn't have put that on the graphic. You know I would what? have just said the last thing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I mean, what? Josh, this kind of like poop in the pool. <laughs> and, and the Chiefs Small, pool ruins out, the I whole think. environment. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Anyways, they're 13-0. They're scoring 30 points. They're only giving up 14. Yeah. Get a lot of turnovers. Sounds like a great argument for them above just about everyone <laughs> other than the Josh, Chiefs. Josh, we ruined this, dude. <laughs> you were rolling, uh, And by the way, you were rolling. And by the way, Shoot. I want to say something. I don't even want to respond this. to Wilds because Wilds just had like his the, you know, put the glove on in court moment. It's like, I don't know what I you like, want. Oh, no. He just ruined himself. But uh, America... Broadcasters are lying to you. They're not lying to you, but they're misleading you. They keep saying the Niners, except for the Purdy game, have, have never lost since Christian McCaffrey has started for them. He was on the team in that Chiefs game and played the whole game. He just wasn't on the field in the very first game. So one team has beaten the Hell brand, Was he brand new? He was like, brand new, and he was getting the ball the whole time. Day, from Oh, like yeah, he didn't understand shot. the gameplay, and he, when they handed him off, he was like, which way do I go? Like, no, <laughs> he, knew what he, was, what, he knew what he was supposed to do, and he was effective, but the Chiefs just hung 40 on him, and Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing pick oh, sixes. All right, coming up next, we're going to do – Damon Giannis, and we're also going to redo that 49ers thing with the video. <laughs> Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Welcome back to First Things First. Scorching hot show. Just scorching hot. Dame is headed to Milwaukee. He is now a Milwaukee Buck. We've examined this from a few different angles. Um, obviously, Giannis and everybody's happy in Milwaukee. But we're going to flip it. Who's disappointed? Who's the most disappointed when they saw this news break? Well, it's the Miami Heat. No question about it. I, I don't care if they thought they could win the East without uh, Dame. Now there are several teams ahead of them, including obviously Milwaukee. And even this was the flaw in their thinking. Even if they could have won the East, barring some kind of shocking uh, event, they wouldn't win the whole championship. Because Denver's better. Phoenix, I think, was better. The Lakers are better. Like, whoever survived the West would have beaten the Miami Heat, in my view. So, I, I think Miami is a huge loser. And I think they thought, at the end of the day, we're getting Dame. And like yeah. most people thought. I, I got to be honest. I thought yeah. they were no, going to get No, they definitely – I mean, listen, I shouldn't I, – I didn't talk to anyone in Miami. But Dan Levitard – uh, who I have a lot of respect and affection for. Yep. Uh, he has been very, you know, uh, open and honest. He has open lines of communication with the Miami Heat. And he was saying this morning that 
the Heat have made the offer. They're not going back and forth with Portland. And that, that they are very confident they're getting him. And if you want to, Levitard even said, you want to trade him to Toronto, you want to trade him Milwaukee, go ahead. This is the Miami Heat's offer. And he then ended it with, and Damian Lillard's going to be a Miami Did Heat. he mention I, Milwaukee? I do. He did. He said Toronto and Milwaukee were the two teams he mentioned. And then he said, but he's going to end up a Heat. I am the, I'll answer your question in just mm-hmm. a moment. I will say this. I am surprised. Poor, I, I don't think this return is better than what Miami was offering. Now, there is the asterisk of what will they get for Drew Holiday, yeah. and then you add that into the return. But that's the same asterisk that was going to be added if they traded for Tyler Hero. What will you get for Tyler Hero? This is Portland, I think, telling us they value DeAndre Ayton in a way I don't. Maybe that you do. I'm going to give you a sneaky loser Ooh. from this. Denver. Denver? Well, they're not the favorites anymore. Are they officially not? Did that could be good for them, not. though. They're officially well, the, not. They're, I, I Milwaukee's think they like officially that. the favorite. Ooh. Well, maybe. And but, that could be Mike Malone. You know he likes to play. Okay, all. Nobody you know, believes yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure I think will, it's good for them. If they win, this will in come up regard. at the parade. But uh, maybe emotionally it's good for them. In a basketball series, it might not be good for them. If we're thinking about Denver going into any series, there's only one team in the league that they could play in a series and there would be a question of, do we have the best guy? And that's the team that just added Damian Lillard. Good. So in that regard for the Denver, which was the favorites and now is not. In fact, oddly, I don't even think they were the favorites before. I think Boston was. Remember oh, Boston's yeah. like yeah. Yeah, they were never Boston's perpetually the yeah. favorites. Um, but right now, oh, good job. Oh, jumped it. Everybody. So, yeah. So, That's pretty uh, good. So I think that that is, I think Denver's a loser. I also think, as we mentioned earlier, that Philly is, I mean, Philly's not well, on I don't, that list. I don't think it's Philly. And they wouldn't I, have been on that list anyway. No, no. I know, but. Even before. But team. I think it's Embiid. I think. He's Embi- a loser? Embiid is the reigning MVP. How about showing up in the playoffs? Oh, well, his knee hurt. But <laughs> it's always hurt. <laughs> but just think where Embiid, Embiid is where Giannis is. Giannis was the MVP. He made a little bit of noise on wanting to leave. All of a sudden, Dame is his teammate. Hold on, who'd they go get Giannis or uh, Embiid a couple years ago? James Harden. James Harden. Okay. I mean, they're I couldn't imagine is, two guys who are two, diametrically opposite. I, I can't, One playoff performer, totally locked in, totally loyal. James Harden doesn't show up for the playoffs and wants to bail. No, he's saying Dame. Dame. Oh, Dame. Dame versus But my point, Philadelphia's problem is their two superstars don't show up in the playoffs. Not to the level they play in a regular then season. Then you know what? If I was in beat, I'd say, hey, a talent hey deficit. Why, don't, why don't I get uh, Damian Lillard on my team? Right. We were talking about that two years ago. Hold on. I got to work. Bru, hold on. Wait. Can we stay on Philly just for a second? <laughs> yeah. I agree with a lot of what you're saying about Embiid. Even if that's true, isn't what Wilde's saying correct? That he might be, he might be having eyes for other places. I agree. I, I don't think he yeah. should, but I, I – yeah. But do you think could. he should flirt with I think Miami – Oh, try Miami's back. Now they should be like, let's somehow figure out a way to get him beat. I, I bet oh, you I Jimmy that. Butler's thinking that. Um, hold on. Even no. if they give I up like Bane. One other thing. Wild, for, say your uh, other yeah, loser. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Wild, and, and before we get so. to Bruce Winter, say your other loser. Why, did you know what it was? You said it to Ramsey. You were taunting him. No. Oh, I had a it's different one It's going to hurt you, you, Nick. It's going to hurt you. You don't want to hear this. All right, well. It's just Luca. Just Luca. Ah, because, you know, I've been sitting here being loyal. And we made a big trade, and it's Kyrie. And Kyrie doesn't compliment my game whatsoever. In fact, we got worse. When I see the other superstar that I kind of view myself as a peer, or not really peers, because he jumped me, 
I would like to have the team built around me with guys who compliment me. And that's not what's happening. In fact, I feel like you I'm kind of an right. afterthought in the superstar conversation, in the championship conversation. No one's even mentioning okay, Lillard. No, Big loser the, could be the Mavericks. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Knicks because well, know, everybody but, thought Giannis might uh, end up yeah, going to the Knicks. The, yeah, know, and but, now people right now aren't. Now they're looking at Embiid. Look, I like it for the Blazers. I like DeAndre. They needed a big. They've got Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson, and Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons, right? They got perimeter young perimeter guys. Now you got DeAndre Ayton, whose age matches them. He's eighteen and ten. Like, period. Okay. Let's see him make a jump. Let's see him be. Well, I only need eighteen and ten with those three scores. And even look, I think like they'll trade Drew. But even if they – like, Drew could fit there with the young guys because he's a veteran who I don't think would take away from those guys. He would actually teach them. Dame is so good offensively, he would have taken away from them. I, like I think Drew could fit with them to some right, degree. Well, and then whatever they get for him is probably going to help other, him. And well, Grayson Allen, 3 and D, and oh, toughness. Okay. I, like, Grayson, I okay. like Grayson, Grayson Allen, Allen as a role player. I like him. Bring the toughness. Right, bring the, the heat. A little dirty. The second biggest winner of this trade – is going to be the team that ends up with Drew. Correct. I and listen, I it Clippers, Lakers, one of them would be I mean, great for. It makes the most sense. Obvious. I I shouldn't say obviously. Clippers, nice. Clippers have Westbrook. The, yeah, I mean, I think the the, the the Lake. This feels like a Lakers player. It feels like It'd be Rui, great for LA if they D'Angelo, and that pick they didn't trade when they got rid of Russ. That unprotected, like twenty nine. That, that and Rui would fit. He's on a good contract oh, and would they, fit with yeah, that, Portland. He would. He would. That's now. I think they have to wait. The they Lakers. have to wait till like December to do that. But. I like. I like Clippers. Why? Drew can help a lot. I, like, they, I just like him bringing the ball up. I like having. Well, Russ. The they've kind of handed the keys to Russ. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to FoxSports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on FoxSports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Well, it's Thursday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the most motivational segment in all sports. It's also time where we read some viewer mail. We get a ton of mail still. People, you'd think people would be emailing or texting. Not us. We're getting straight up hardcore paper. Before I read the mail, i got to get my letter reading music. Thank you. Dear Wilds, love the show. Well, thank you. Jeez, that's nice. How about you guys put a bet on the New England-Dallas game? If Dallas wins, somebody has to dress up as a cowboy. Thanks, Ryan and Brian. Well, Ryan and Brian, I appreciate the idea. If the Whatever happens on uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock, we're just going to tune in here to have cogent analysis. We're not really going to do like silly tricks and silly you know, visual humor of people dressed. Okay, that's not... <laughs> 
Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's so rude. Sorry. I feel like if, if because you're the Patriots guy, you're picking the Patriots, <laughs> you should have to dress up like a cowboy. The problem is, uh-huh. I have dressed up as a cowboy before for Halloween. I look so debonair. <laughs> okay. It would actually be a better outfit than I'm currently I can, I'll do it, but I'll look All right, great. do it. They're like, wow, did he win the bet? Okay. <laughs> All right, this year, this week's list at number three, Nick, Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Now, Trevor, in fairness, you didn't ask for this, okay? You didn't ask for national broadcasters to start wearing long, blonde wigs <laughs> in your honor, okay? You didn't ask for a royal nickname like the prince who was promised, okay? You didn't ask for horns and bugles and royal flutes and oh, yeah. whistles and trumpets Why and whatever it is that we play whenever you have a good game, all right? But they're there. You got them. And look, judging by your bad rookie season, by your four first-half interceptions in your first playoff game, we would think that we would be patient with you. But because of all the hoopla and all the hype, we expect you to be elite right now. All right? And one in two is an elite. 21st in the league in passer rating. Not elite. 23rd in yards per attempt. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. None of that is elite, my man. And so you have got to come out. You got Atlanta this week, for goodness sake. Go out there, put it on the Falcons, and show that you are what people, particularly Nick Wright, expected you to be. I I don't believe in you as much as Nick, but I do believe in you, Trevor. All right, at number two. I, I didn't even mean to do this. Another Nick guy. Dak Prescott. <laughs> All right. And that, here's what concerns me, Dak. You're regressing. Okay? Your touchdown percentage, lowest of your career. Mm. Your passer rating and yards per game passing, lowest since your second year in the league. Yards per attempt, also lowest of your career. And your red zone efficiency is just plummeted. Your 27th in the league in red zone efficiency. And now you got Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. It's not what it used to be, obviously. But still, you got to win this game. Because if you don't, I don't think people, yeah, there might be a little criticism. But for the most part, nobody's looking at the defense. Nobody's looking at the receivers. Nobody's looking at Tony Pollard. They are looking at the quarterback Mm. and saying, can we really win a Super Bowl with our $40 million a year game manager. All right, so Dak, I do believe in you to some degree. So let's go out and get it done. All right, at number one, I got to go the coaching route. Sean Payton. Sean, Sean, Sean is probably, you're probably kicking yourself. You are probably like, what? What was I thinking? I had a cushy broadcasting job. My image as a coach, my reputation was fantastic. And all I had to do was wait, show a little bit of patience, because I'm watching Brandon Staley over there in Los Angeles. He ain't long for that job. I could have had Justin Herbert and all that talent in L.A., but I couldn't show any patience, and now I am in a mess. And it, 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 it's not just you're 0-3. You, you started running your mouth about Nat Hackett. People didn't like you breaking the code. And now 
you have a historically bad you you use those words that it was a historically bad coaching job by Nat, and now you've got a 70 point molly whopping on your record all right now look the, the, there is a, a little silver lining in this and it is that the chicago bears are up next the chicago bears who've lost 13 straight games all right, the Chicago Bears who are atrocious. All right, so go in there, get that win, and then you got the Jets next. Mm. So you could be two and three like that, all right? And then all of this changes. So, Sean, look, I do think you're a very good coach. I do believe in you, but it better start. You better start getting W's this weekend. Excellent. Excellent. Well done, as always. Bro, I, I, I love your segment. I Thank love you, it every coach. week. I do some segments on this show that are like carnival games. Like, no matter how good you are at it, the result's always <laughs> the same. But yours is unbiased and, and there's perspective. So Fair. I really, really enjoy that <laughs> about it. And, and I'm, a, I'm, you know, we talk about Russell Wilson, who's 35. We talk about Aaron Rodgers, who's 40. But I'm going to talk about a guy who's 28 and trying to come back. And, and to me, the guy who needs to be on the bud list is Deshaun Watson. And, and now with Deshaun Watson, you had a whole year in the system. Now you're at four more, or going in your fourth game here. So you've had 10 games. You're coming off your best game as a Cleveland Brown with 80% completion. You threw two touchdowns. You had your best quarterback rating. And you had one really good game last year, but you couldn't put together the next game the same way. But no Nick Chubb. You've got the number one defense. You've got a banged up Baltimore Ravens. You gotta start living up to that contract because everything now is in line for you to be the player that you once were again in Cleveland. Absolutely, Coach. I totally agree. Again, if Wilds had not chopped the bud list, like what, 40% of it, you chopped off because you wanted to shine. I gotta have time for the letter. I gotta have time for the letters. Exactly. We had the meeting. I remember it. We just cut it off. I mean, bro, it is true. I mean, Wilds' argument for chopping the bud list was we need to be tighter and quicker, and now he's doing letters and showing photoshops and taking the time to talk about how good he looks in a step. <laughs> it's a little weird, but okay. Fair critique. So, first of all, massive oversight by you, which is not like you. You're usually so buttoned up. To do all of that about Trevor Lawrence and not acknowledge that he's going back home for a game in jolly old England. It's jolly well, old they, they, England. Well, that's what, I mean, that's saying what, jolly old England. I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. Hey, once again, Wilds, I know you, the director understands it's not your segment. That's why you're not on camera right now. You, however, have not quite figured that out. Uh, but otherwise, I really liked your list. I'm going to build on Coach's point and talk about the quarterback facing off against Deshaun Watson Ooh. this weekend. Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar had... Uh, a really good game in week two. And then last week, the be- they only score 16 points, and the best thing they do is run the football and quarterback-driven runs by Lamar, a lot like last year. And it is a game that they lost, and they lost in very odd fashion. The, the Baltimore Ravens had the ball five times in the final three minutes of regulation and overtime. Five opportunities to win the game. Third and five to be able to run out the clock, he takes a sack. The next possession, they had just egregious clock management. I put that mostly on Harbaugh, not on Lamar. Then he takes a sack at the end of regulation that kills their opportunity for field goal range. They end up kicking a 61-yarder and miss it. In overtime, they go three and out in OT when a field goal would win it. And then they get the ball again in overtime and go four and out when they got the ball at midfield. And now you are playing, as Coach mentioned, a 
dominant defense. Yep. The Cleveland Browns have allowed 21 first downs this year. It's wild. 21 first downs all year. Miles Garrett has been, I, everyone's talking T.J. Watt, Michael Parsons. Yeah. Garrett maybe has been the league's best defensive player. They're allowing 11 points per game, and this is a massive game. As both of these teams come in 2-1 and one and you're in Cleveland, you they are banged up. The Baltimore is banged right. up, which is why Lamar is going to, the, the Ravens are going to sink or swim based on Lamar's production in this game. And I'm curious if he can do it through the air, which is what their offseason was built around, his ability to do it through the air. Well, look, Bateman didn't practice today. I don't know if he's officially out. OBJ, obviously, is out. It's looking a lot like last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, for all the changes, I thought they had more design runs last week. So, yeah, um, it's going to be on Lamar. It's a huge game because they blew that game against Indy because it looked like in overtime – they felt like they had some – they were, oh, we're, we're definitely in good shape. Yeah. We're going to score. And then next thing you know, it's fourth down. Yeah. So, yeah, they got to get this one. Uh, I'm adding Zeke to the butt list. Zeke had uh, some quotes Zeke. about going back to Dallas. Take a listen. I mean, I keep saying it. This is another week for me. Uh, not going to make it bigger than what it is. Uh, I want to go out there, play Patriot football. I want to go out there. We want to get better. We want to get a win. It's just the next stop on our – on our 17-game journey. Okay, odd analysis here from me. Exact right answer. Also, total lie. (laughs) That's an absolute lie. This is a big deal for Zeke. Uh, We look at he had his best game as a Patriot uh, against the Jets, ran for 80 yards. Philadelphia kind of had to do more blocking because we were scared of their line. Same with Miami. We just couldn't run the ball. I don't know why the Chargers could run the ball. We could not. So I think this is going to be a big game for Zeke. I also think it's going to be this... And this is a little bit tricky because when Tom Brady went back to Foxborough, I was like, oof, Brady is going to be frazzled, a lot of nerves. I have the opposite take now. <laughs> oh, shock. <laughs> when he goes back to Dallas, I think the crowd is going to be just enthralled and enamored with Zeke. I think he's going to get a big ovation. I think Jerry's going to do something. I think it might be – it's not going to be a hostile environment. I think Belichick's going to feed him the ball at the goal line. I think Cowboys are going to struggle. I'm like, man, if he jumps in that salvation army bucket again, oh, it'd be like a home game for the Patriots. No, look, I think they should do something for him. I mean, he's one of the best players they've had since the yes. Super Bowl era, right, since their last Super Bowl era. And so I think they should do something. And I think it's more – you could put the Cowboys on the butt list. I got Dak, but I mean, if they struggle again in the red zone, what don't they have? Because you said it a, a few segments ago. Zeke. Like, Pollard is great, but he's not a power back like Zeke. And I don't think they'd be struggling as much in the red zone if they still had Zeke. So, yeah, if Zeke plays well and they struggle in the red zone. I'll be wearing a Cowboy hat on Monday. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me. Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Well, it's Friday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the segment that is so hot, my grandmother rubs it on her aching joints. 
it's upset alert. Now coach, you don't need to pick outright wins, just upsets, just alerts. It helps if you pick an outright win like I did at Cardinals uh, Cowboys last week when I was like looking at the camera. But you can do whatever you want. Thank you. The floor is yours. You know, last time I did this, I picked an epically bad pick <laughs> in the Raiders over the Buffalo Bills. That was rough. It was, a, it was an eight-point favorite, but I felt good rough. about it. And I'm doubling down on the Raiders again. No. More McDaniels. <laughs> you just yeah, feel like they got to win The Raiders are not sassing around. Jacobs is going to get rolling this week. And can we look at Jake, Josh Jacobs' numbers, please? Can we please pull up Josh Jacobs of old versus Josh? Who doesn't even want to? Look at this. So in 2022, he's at a 4.9 yard of carry average. He's at 2.4 right now with no rush TDs. It's like he's been in the witness protection program, but they're going to get it figured out. They're going to get it figured out this weekend. Whether or not Jimmy G is playing or not playing, it's going to be the Josh Jacobs show. Is there? Can I ask you a question real quick? What? Do you feel better about this <laughs> if Jimmy G doesn't play? No. I hey, would I rather might. Jimmy G play what? than not play. Okay. Why? Well, I, no. I, I think he's counting on Brandon Staley going for fourth and 14. Okay. That's not what he does. From that, the four again, yard gonna, from their own four. I okay. think he's counting on well, that. I don't hate left to but, but, but the whole, like, hey, our guy can hold out all through training camp, and he's at the gym, and he's working hard. He knows how to get himself ready. It doesn't work. It doesn't oh. work. Like you got to be no, in camp. Yeah, but so come it, that's what I like this. So do it you think now those first few weeks were like his training camp and he'll be back to who yeah, he was? Yeah, I think it's hard to get ready to play football without yeah, playing Mr. some Jones, sort of football. I mean, yeah, Chris Jones, and even though Nick didn't want to pay him. I did want to pay him. Don't yeah. you put Chargers that out there. Chargers got to win. He's like, hey, Nick coach. Jones, you, you don't Chris matter. Or no, no, Chris no, that's, Jones. that's not what I thought. Nick, this is a must win. But that's how insulting it was. No. He used to call him Nick Jones. No, he didn't even know his true. name. That's not true. It's so ahead. embarrassing. I think it's a must win for the Chargers, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm with the Chargers. Yeah, I, I mean, their coach is on the high seat. All right, my must win, if you see the bottom the bottom line, a little play on words if it ever gets up there. Dolphins too much. For bills. Ooh, I, I don't right. know if we're doing puns in this segment, are we? <laughs> yeah, we, we throw them in here and there. All right, um, I, I, I said it earlier. You saw, you heard my reasoning. I think Miami has Buffalo's number. Last year, they had no business playing them tough. Buffalo was rolling, had won seven straight games to end the season, and Miami is down to their third-string quarterback and almost beat them in the playoffs. All right, obviously in Buffalo. So I, I just think that – Tua's going to come out have a big game. They, they they not only pass it well, Coach, they run it well, obviously, as Denver. So, I look, I, I, I like Buffalo, but I think Miami is rolling and they're going to get this game. Can I ask a question? I'm just going to throw one word out before you ask it because this might answer for you. <laughs> or two words. Okay. Maybe three. I am objective. Okay. Am Can I ask a question? Objective. Yeah. Okay. That, that should have um, answered it. <laughs> if you're right about this, and the Dolphins win, yeah. and they get to four and zero with two divisional victories. And the Bills get to two and two with two divisional losses, including a head-to-head loss at home to Miami. How are the Bills going to win the division as you promised? And how are the Dolphins promised? going to miss the playoffs? No, I, I, as you when as, Aaron Rodgers went down, mm-hmm. I 
Oh, you switched the Dolphins. I said the I'm Dolphins sorry. are That's correct. in accordance That's with correct. the bylaws. You still have the Bills. I said the Dolphins the Bills will make the winning playoffs. the division. So how's yeah, that going to happen? Look, you make the playoffs. It doesn't matter to me if you win the oh, division. Okay. Nah, just get in the tournament. This guy, get in the tournament. Bro, we should just start doing our playoff picks in October so you can just have one. You, you are about to cheap. bail on your Super Bowl no, pick the Cowboys in a, win, the next so show. Worried about the next show. I'm not worried about that. Excellent job, bro. And although you were on the graphic. objective. It's time to put the butts in the seats. <laughs> it's time for the Puxatani Phil of football to make his upset alert. You know that I was halfway right last week. You were halfway. not. You picked you Washington right and they lost wow. by 30. 35% right last week. How? Because I was winking at the camera. I said, Dallas, Arizona, watch out. Okay. Oh, I was an alert. It's kind of like one uh, real pick, one kind of junior varsity pick. But now the Puxatani of football is going to go on the record and say that the Patriots will outright beat the Cowboys. Mm. And I know you're saying, thinking, wow. wow, just quickly in your head, you have all these reasons why it's not going to happen. I researched those, and I would like to change your mind. First up, Mac versus Dak. Well, Dak is much better than Mac Jones, right? I mean, kind of, like a little bit, like, you know, two percentage points in the completion passes, and but Mac's got more touchdowns and the passer rating, maybe. Yeah, basically the same. It's like looking in the mirror. America's team on both sides. Then you got, well, how about how about Micah Parsons? He's like Lawrence Taylor. The Patriots don't have anybody. Well, hold on a second. What about Matthew Judon with his red sleeves? These look, what the heck? I've been lied to by the national media. That I thought Micah Parsons was just great. Also, in the bottom, you don't see it. It says podcast, one to nothing. So I guess no one cares about Matthew Judon. How about the defense overall? Well, it's got to be the Cowboys. Remember, uh-huh. the Cowboys have such a dominant defense. I can't stop talking about Dan Quinn. Oh, he should be a head coach. But the uh, Dallas played some tomato cans. And meanwhile, the Patriots defense had to play Jalen Hurts, held him to 170 yards, and Tua, who only scored uh, one touchdown, one passing touchdown. They actually did a pretty good against us. But moral of the story, they didn't score 70 points. So moral of the story. Patriots outright over Dallas. Nick, just admit, what? some of those graphics were like, huh. I, I knew Judon was great. Judon was that good? I knew oh, Judon Mac was Jones great. I know Mac Jones is thrown for a lot of garbage time Feels yards like they because two. they were trailing the entirety of the first two games. They play the Giants. They played garbage time yards. They bringing the team what? Philly he, was a close game. What, he, was, he was putting the team in a position to potentially okay. win against the Dolphins and or they, win against, yeah, tie the Dolphins and win against the They were down 16 nothing and 10 nothing in both of those games. And what happened? And stormed back. Stormed back to lose. I. Th- that's what they did. They stormed back to lose. That's true. This would be, and this is why I think Wilds just needs to abandon his love for Dirty Mac Jones. This would be the best win of his career. Yeah, we're due. We're three years in, and you and you guys don't even come think on, the Cowboys beat, are that great. On, we beat the Bills at home. In the that Mac threw three passes. That was not oh, it. They were Leadership. really good passes, though. Great. <laughs> oh, okay. got the win. Nick, can we? All right, can we get? You ready for Nick's picks? Nick's yeah, picks. Yeah, some hot. seriousness. Hot list. You we, rebounded. We last had a week. we had a yeah. rough start to the year. Zero and three first week wasn't great. One and two the next week kind of got our bearings. 
But last week we did what we're going to do the rest of the year. A nice, tidy, winning week. Don't worry about the fact that I had the Broncos in the game. They lost by 50. The other ones were great. (laughs) Ah, It doesn't matter. That's the great thing about gambling. It doesn't even lose by half point, lose by 50. It's the same penalty. The Steelers (laughs) won outright. The Patriots won outright. See, and I, listen. I, there is no, there is no biases, loyalties. Mm-hmm. It's just the smart bet. That's why I could go with the New England Patriots last week. Pittsburgh, we're going with them for the fourth consecutive week. Wow. This is the first time they are favorites. They are two and a half point favorites against the Houston Texans, mm. a Texans team that right now I feel is a touch overvalued because of how well they performed in the game we just saw against Houston. Furthermore, or against Jacksonville. Pardon me. Furthermore, Houston is down to three third-string offensive linemen plus a backup offensive lineman against T.J. Watt and that Mike Tomlin defense. And one other point on this, the Steelers, I feel, are going to be undervalued for the next few weeks because the offense looked so bad the first few weeks of the year against San Francisco and Cleveland, which might have the best two defenses in the league outside of, of course, Kansas City. And so, for all those reasons, I'm only laying three points. I get Mike Tomlin to get to three and one. I'm taking the Steelers laying the two and a half. This next bet is a square bet. It is a bad bet, but it's going to pay. The Chiefs laying eight and a half. I know what you're thinking. The Chiefs don't cover big spreads, and historically, they don't. They actually had been 0-5 as touchdown-plus favorites up until last week when they annihilated the Bears. But this is not eight-and-a-half-point spread because historically, for the Chiefs to cover eight-and-a-half, it means they're going to have to score 35, 38 points. To cover eight-and-a-half this week, they might only have to score nine. And because of that, I like that spot. I like the fact that you are going to have a dominant Chiefs defensive performance that we know Travis Kelsey is going to get in the end zone because his friend is going to be in the stands cheering alongside his mother, and we're going to see very excited shots of Taylor Swift, very sad shots of of Aaron Rodgers, and then we're going to hear Chris Collinsworth talking about, ah, Jawan Taylor fixed that problem. That wasn't even a problem, but I got the whole league turned against him. The Chiefs lay the points. And then lastly, Monday Night Football. This line started with Seattle getting a point and a half. They're now laying a point and a half, so Mm. it's three points of negative line value. Don't care. You know why? Don't have many more opportunities to bet against Daniel Jones in prime time because next year, don't think the Giants are going to be in a bunch of those prime time games. He's 1-12 and in his career straight up in prime time. Pete Carroll, meanwhile, is one of the best prime time coaches against the spread. In fact, the best of the last 24 years. 34 and 18. Seattle is better than people think. They've scored 37 in back-to-back games, which is crazy considering their quarterback is, quote, a pumpkin, according to, quote, Chris Broussard. <laughs> and listen, Tariq Woolen is back and Jamal Adams, his first game back since game one of last year. So they get him back. Seattle on national television beats the Giants. So there it is. We're taking three favorites. We rarely do that. The Steelers minus two and a half, the Chiefs minus eight and a half, and Seattle minus one and a half. That's a three and a week. That gets us a 500 for the year, and we start rolling. Pretty good. I think you're wrong about Patriots, Cowboys, but that's three and a. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.